Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a great Monday morning. Uh, we had some snow this past weekend. I know you, Craig, are excited about that. Well, what's my definition of excitement? Excitement, ask? yeah. There's there's good excitement, and then there's bad excitement, and so. But you, you know, I will have to admit, looking out yesterday um, outside, um, it was pretty, but I. I don't know if they actually called for that. So um, the entire time, I mean, it was snowing when we were going home. It was snowing when we got home. Yeah. And the entire time that that was going on, this is all I kept hearing. Snow, snow. Oh, you, Remember you that? turned it down. Yeah, I know. I turned it down. But yep. anyway, I kept hearing the snow song from White Christmas. White Christmas. And, you know, um, it's... um. It was crazy because um, there was like a dusting. There was a dusting. The roads weren't And how weren't is that possible? Slick. It's been too warm to be catching. Well, I mean, the, definitely the grass could catch it, I think. But the roads, it, it was nice because the roads were right. fine. Right. Um, we went over yesterday afternoon, and um, we had. This has kind of been our tradition the last few years. We've been probably five or six plus years, maybe now, where we've went and got a live tree. Right. And that's something that I did growing up as a kid, and love it, and love the memories and. And everything. Plus, I just love the smell of having a live tree in the house. And mm-hmm. we always go with the blue spruce. We we went away from that one year and swore we'd never go back to anything else other than a blue spruce ever again. And they're just I like the color of them. I like the way they look. They're sturdy. They're good trees. Um, so we went over to Cackler Farms. We stopped in at Canes first, and um, you know they've just got the drive-through going now. It's, you can't go in. Yeah, just the drive-through. Every place in the world is open in Ohio except for Canes. Canes. Anyway, um, thankfully they move quick. But my goodness, the line was wrapped around that building. Yeah, and we sat there for it was probably a good twenty minutes before yeah. we got our food. Yeah, I can I can believe it. But it was worth it. The cane sauce, I could drink that stuff. See, I'm not a big fan of the cane sauce. Oh, really? I think it's overblown for me. I just, yeah, it's, it tastes like Chipotle or something to me. I just, it's not my favorite. I like it a lot. But you know what? As much as, as if you like it, I, I'm glad you like it. It was good. It was good. So we had that, and then we went over to Cackler Farms and sat in the parking lot and finished eating our canes. That's fine. Um, I do was, like canes chicken, though. That's their, their dynamite chicken. Is, chicken. Is the best. It yes. is perfect. And, um, and then we got out and they did something starting last year where you could, if you're kind of like the VIPs, mm, um, not your really. VIP, we're VIP, very yeah. important person. That's right. Yes. No, we, um, since we've purchased with them in the past, we yeah. get emails and letters yeah, sure. and postcards and stuff from them. And so they have this early tagging period. It was yesterday and today, I think. And so we can go out and we can pick the tree we want, go ahead and put our name on it. And tag that as sold, put a big ribbon thing around it so no one will cut it down because they okay. open here on the 20th is their opening day to be able to start cutting trees. Oh, that's like Saturday, yes, right? Yeah, Saturday. And um, so the nice thing is, is as long as no one rips our tag off and cuts our tree down, our tree will be there ready to go. We can walk straight to it and cut it down and be good. We've already done the process of looking for it and finding it. And is this like the, the classic uh, Christmas vacation? You guys get there, get your tree, the light shown down on it. You'd be like, yeah. did anybody bring a saw? You know, you're exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, this year, I, I don't know. It was, it was good. We found one that we liked. There were a few that I would have loved to have had, but people already had them tagged and I can wow. understand why they were perfect. Um, yours looked pretty good. It, it was nice. You sent me the picture. It looked really good. Yeah, it's a nice tree. It really is. But I really think they're, they're kind of in between right now. Like they've got a lot of really good looking, like four to five foot trees. Gotcha. Which is just a little too short. Gotcha. And, um, so we're look, we look for like a six to seven foot tree. And, um, 
but we we did find one. We like it a lot, so we'll go back here in in a little over a week probably, and and get our tree and cut it down. And are you um? Are we guys like decorate it that day? I mean, if, what if it's like raining or if it's wet? What do you what do you do with that? We'll bring it home. We'll let it dry out and stuff, and and then bring it in and everything, and we'll decorate it once we get up. That'll be good. That'll so. be fun. Kids probably love that. Yeah, it was good. It was cold. It was snowing a little bit. Yeah, and we were all wet. The kids, you know, couldn't quit grabbing snowballs i think i got hit in the the calves like <laughs> right? five times with snowballs oh gosh so, well that's that's the beauty of uh, christmas right I it mean, is you know it's just uh you know i'm in the christmas mood now nice you know what this is from right? i do know what that's from it really gets me in a good mood right okay so here we go let's just i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna unpack it i'm gonna go there what do you, I have no idea. You have no idea where I'm going. Where you, what so you're going to say, because everyone... This could be anything, because there's been a, several things happen, so this could be anything, so I'm ready. Yeah, so um, I've seen on Facebook a lot of people, like, getting upset with people who are trying to push Christmas, you know, up. Like, it's Thanksgiving month, it's November, you've got to be thankful, this, this, this. Well, here's my deal with that. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. Mm-hmm. But if we have to be reminded, oh, there's a holiday of Thanksgiving. If we have to be reminded one day a year right. to be thankful to God for the things that we have, we're missing the boat. Like Thanksgiving for us should be, as a Christ follower, should, should be, be every day, every day. So you know what that means? We should have turkey and stuffing, and that would be awesome, right? Every day, every day. Yeah. Now I agree with you on that. I agree that um, praise, honor, worship, being thankful to God, especially thankful to God, is something that we we need to be doing every single day. Yep. And and I think that gets lost in the shuffle of our lives. So we use the excuse that Christmas, you know, some stores were putting up their Christmas in July at the oh, yeah. end of July, and so it's starting to really go full blown around Labor Day. And so people are you know losing their minds because oh they're pushing Christmas so hard. But here's what we do. Can I just say this? We push our life too hard. Our lives are driven so daggone hard right. that we forget to give God thanks. And right. what happens is you realize if you're not praising and thanking God, um, you're actually going to be start. You're going to go down the road of complaining, and complaining always leads you down a place that you don't want to go. So, exactly. I mean, I know you joke with me about the weather and the snow and all that, but you know, there's a little bit of truth in that. If I complain right. about that too much, I literally have to stop complaining about the snow because yesterday on our way home, Anita. You know, she's like, I'm not ready for this. But as we were going down Whitestone, and you know where Whitestone oh, yeah. is, out in the middle of nowhere, yep. and the snow was coming down on those fields, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was gorgeous. So I admitted it was beautiful, but oh, I was like ready to. You were cold. I found your picture on Facebook this morning. <laughs> it's a cartoon of some guy <laughs> shivering with icicles hanging off of him. Exactly. But no, I do agree with you on that statement, though, because um, I, I, I really do believe that, you know, Christmas Christmas has always been pushed early. Right. right. Uh, even as far as back as I can remember, you know, I, I can remember seeing Christmas things go up in like into September. That's early. It is early. That's super early. And that's been that way for 25 years right. or so. It's getting earlier now. It is. And um, but I think we need to stop looking at that and looking at our individual life and are we thankful for what God has right. done for us and what he's doing yep. for us in spite of what you know goes around or happens to me am yep. i thankful to God well and i so. think you know i think part of that i think they're combined you know you think about being thankful to God well 
what more do we have to be thankful to God for than the the gift of his son, Jesus Christ? Exactly. You know, I think it's okay to look ahead to Christmas, and you can still be in a mood of thanksgiving, you know, and I think there's a lot of validity in what you were saying, too, is, and I've had this discussion with multiple people lately, is we as as individuals, there are sometimes when when we feel like the world is going crazy around us, that we have to choose joy. Right. There are circumstances in our lives where we have to choose to be thankful. Right. We have to choose to be joyful. Right. We have to choose to not let things tear us down because right. those are things that are out of our control. Yeah. And so we have to keep our eyes focused mm-hmm. on God and allow him to dictate our lives. Yeah. It, it goes back to the – it's been my word for probably six, seven, eight years – intentional. You have to be intentional mm-hmm. about where you're going to go. I have to be intentional about my belief system. Yep. I have to be intentional about my worship and my praise to God. Yep. I have to be intentional about whatever. Yeah. Um, because when you're not intentional, guess what? Something will take that place of that. And yep. you, you're the one that is literally um, the one c- that controls that. Yeah. And, um, and I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been there where yeah, I've so allowed I. things to mm-hmm. infiltrate into my heart mm-hmm. and into my mind and bring mm-hmm. me down and, and – I'll be honest, I'm no fun to be around then, and I'm not, you know, we just talked then. about a couple weeks, just then, um, <laughs> talked a couple weeks ago, I, in that moment, I'm not connected to the vine. Right. And so, yeah, anyways, I hear you there. so there's my spiel on that. Yeah, well, you know what I'm thankful for? That I actually, your parents were in town, yeah. and I actually got to spend some time with them, and... Um, I know, it seems like they've planned... And your, and your mother-in-law, we all went yeah. to the Dear Dutchman, and it was your family, and your mom and dad, and... Um, Annette, which is Ali's, uh, mom. And, um, so we got to spend some time, uh, yep. with them. That was fun because that's kind of, uh, we're, we're not usually a group that's thrown together. And, well, um, and it, yeah, it's, you've accused mom and dad of yeah, I have. planning to, to come up when you're not around because it seems like the last few times they've been up here, they, you've right. been out of town. And your dad, I know he wanted to get back home, but he came to church in the first service and then they left right after the first yep. service. And so that was, yeah, good they had a good drive. There. I think for them it was, it was pretty as well. You know, yep. you're talking about the snow. And um, the roads were good and everything. And they had a little snow in West Virginia, too, I think. But. And congratulations to you and your dad. I mean, you guys Thanks. both caught. Yeah, well, we, we didn't catch deer. Shot. <laughs> we we shot, shot a couple of deer, and it was a good weekend. Um, See, when, so, I, when I say catch, what the, the imagery that I have in my mind is that you're jumping out of the tree stand, with and you're net. literally tackling this deer. We about the, – okay, the one that I shot almost walked under our stand. And Dad and I – this is – you know, something that we enjoy doing and something that we've done for the last probably eight years or so now is dad has come up from Virginia and we've got to hunt together. And sometimes I will go to a property that only I've got permission to hunt. Right. And he'll go to the property that we have permission to hunt in a different county. And um, but a lot of the times we'll sit in the tree stand together. We've got a okay. double man tree stand. And and it doesn't matter if we see deer or not. It's just spending that time together. Right. Right. And right. we enjoy that. But it's also nice when you are able to to see deer and to right. harvest mm-hmm. a deer and everything. And, you know, for us and our family, we, you know, we eat mm-hmm. the meat and, and it's something that we feel that God has blessed us with. And Yours was a big girl too. She was a big doe, a big doe. We had uh, seven deer around us when, when, I, when she came in and it was like trying to stand up and get my bow drawn and everything with that many eyes around. Right. It was a little nerve wracking, right. but it was beautiful. It was snowing a little bit that morning and, you know, we got to see the deer kind of communicating with each other, mm-hmm. and so that was fun. I don't mm-hmm. know what they were saying, but you know, I don't speak deer. But really, so but yeah, it was a good weekend. We we just had a great uh, great time with mom and dad, and then they're gonna be coming up again here 
at the end of this week, I think. And that's crazy. That's been a little bit. Well, the out of state hunting license are not the cheapest things in the world. Okay. So, um, the one nice thing is this year they did have a, um, a deer management permit that was only $15 for in state or out of state hunters. Okay. And, um, and so dad got that and was able to harvest his doe with that rather than, um, in years past, you know, his tags are like 70 some dollars. So right. if he shoots a doe, then he has to spend another 70 some dollars to get a tag to, to hopefully shoot a buck. Wow. And then if you don't, you know, then you, you have to eat that money and you know, the tags don't really taste that well. Well, no, I wouldn't think they would be the ranch ketchup. It really yeah, doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but no, we had a good time looking forward to spending Thanksgiving with them and, and, um, so yeah, that'll be good. You guys will have a good, uh, that'll be good to have them back. And, um, mm-hmm. I, um, when we were all at the Dear Dutchman before we left, uh, we went over to their coffee section and they got this thing that you can, uh, pull. And I've talked about this before. Yep. And so we walked over and mm-hmm. we were out of the salty caramel, which we got that. And the thing about when you go to the Dear Dutchman to get the coffee, I believe that they have the coffee containers where you pull down the switch and the coffee beans go into the bag. I think that's a little high. That's a little high. It's a little high for me and I'm, pretty tall well so they're high so how about that sermon yesterday that was you know let's let's talk about that now <laughs> so anyway i got mine i told brandon i said hey hang on to this because push your hand on that because it is a little difficult lean forward yeah because it'll have a tendency to lean forward so i got mine and so i pulled the lever down and it just came out in one fell swoop yeah it all came out just boom all, it filled the bag up mm-hmm. immediately so Brandon gets a bag and he wants to do snickerdoodle, I believe is what it we is. We went home and had a pot of that. Isn't it good? I liked it a lot. It's My dad was not a fan of the flavored coffee, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. I thought, I think it's And I'm not good. a fan of flavored coffee. Me so. either, but this is good stuff. So Brandon goes to pull it down and I'm holding the, um, container, container for him yeah. and he goes and he pulls it down and really nothing, nothing happens. Nothing. So he moves the bag and the handle goes up and all coffee, coffee goes all everywhere. over the floor. It looks like roaches were everywhere, and it made such a racket. And I was like, "What did you do?" The funny thing is, is there were three three little girls there that were working, and when I say working, they were standing there chit chatting. You know, they saw it, and they just turned around. <coughs> Excuse me. From the time that that happened until about eight to ten minutes later, when we left, they hadn't picked it up. Like they no one. It's like, come on, just. <laughs> If they would have given me a broom, I would have done it myself. I wouldn't yeah. have cared. Brandon's got his foot. He's trying to scoop it I'm over trying to, to the side. Trying to move it all in one area. And, yeah, it was but crazy. It was, it was good coffee. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I may have to have a pot of that later, I guess. Yeah, we had some yesterday. It was a cool day and, um, I, I like it. It's good flavor. I'll, I was actually supposed to bring salt to caramel in this morning. And I, I was totally forgot. To so I will, uh, I will have to do that next week. And, um, I'm actually doing Tim Hortons today. That's kind of my Monday morning mojo, Tim it Hortons. Is. So um, yeah. it kind of gets me going. I like it. So. I'm drinking coffee or die today. I'm yes. going to have to order more. That's the one thing about having my parents in town. We drink a whole lot more coffee because yeah. like, we all drink about a pot of coffee a day just between us. Like Each person, each drinks, person a drinks a pot of, yeah. of coffee. So exactly. that's a lot of coffee. That's a lot of coffee. And then you know, Dad and I take quite a bit of coffee with us in our backpacks hunting because you can't hunt without coffee. It's just – an unwritten rule in the I, that's the, that explains a lot because I know that your dad cut his hand the other day and he it didn't bleed he seeped coffee yes that's that's exactly what happens to me as well exactly um, but yeah I'm gonna have to order some more I'm drinking Black Rifles Coffee or Die today and it's just good it's smooth speaking of coffee um had a, an incident this past week with my beloved uh, grounded mug 
Oh, I heard it's um I should be playing the funeral march right now. Doom doom doom. You should. Yeah, that was a shame to say. Well, he was just bragging about that cup that day. Mm-hmm. And then um I sent you a picture that night. It's that it was broke. And guess where it broke? Broke right through me. It I'm clean. I'm, I I still look good. You're still there, but it's I, in the trash can. It's somewhere in the dump yeah. now. So how did you break it? I didn't. Okay. It just broke itself? No. Let me guess. Did Kennedy break it? Mm-mm. Did Christian? Nope. Uh, Jordan? Mm-mm. Did our esteemed uh, student minister? Negative. How about your wife, Allie? It would be my wife. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we were – I I had handed it to her in the car. I'd taken it with me, and I can't even remember where we went, but um, I had handed it to her, and she was getting out of the car and dropped it, and, and it broke. I you know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the leg lamp from a Christmas story. It's like right. you've always been jealous of that lamp. Exactly right. You've only that was the only cup on the face of the planet that had that on there. It it was it was one of a kind. So now I got to figure out where I can get one made again, and I need to get you one too. Exactly. What about our What about Nikki? We'll, I'm going to talk to Nikki and see if we can't do it. So a couple months ago, I was washing dishes, and my hand slipped, and I dropped a coffee mug. And it was Allie's, the, really the only coffee mug she has. It was a Holden Beach mug. She doesn't drink coffee, but she does a lot of hot tea and mm-hmm. apple cider and things mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and it was a Holden Beach, and it was a really nice mug. We got mm-hmm. it last year from Holden Beach. And I broke it. And I felt so bad. And she was like, that's my only mug. And so she was giving me a hard time. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, Assume that my grounded mug was an accident. That it was an accident and it wasn't an act of revenge. Revenge. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll, no. we'll go with that. No, we'll go with I, that. I think she loves me. I, I'd say it was an accident. So. Well, I had a favorite coffee mug that I used uh, in our camper, and it's from Cherokee, North Carolina. And it is actually one that I didn't get in Cherokee. I actually got it in a yard sale up here. Okay. But it's an old school mug, and oh, it has yeah. the big Indian head on it, and it's like a colored Indian head. And um, it's like the the feathers in the – in um, his mm-hmm. thing is all colorful, and it's his Cherokee, North Carolina, and I love that mug. I love to drink coffee out of it, and it's perfect for camping. I ended up breaking that thing oh, man. Um, on Memorial before Memorial Day happened, and I was so like, no, how am I going to drink my coffee right? now? But uh, So I'm a little bit uh, in my camper. I'm looking, what, what, what do I drink out of here? Right. You, know, cause I've you need to come over forever. to my house and go through my cabinet. I mean, maybe you'll find one there that suits your fancy. Do you have a? Um, do I do you, not have one from Cherokee, North okay, Carolina. Sorry, Cherokee, no, dude. I just but, spilled my coffee everywhere. Oh my! But no, those those things happen. You know, I think Allie thought I was going to be upset, and and maybe back in my younger days I would have. You know, me and I've matured in my older age now. You know, right? All of thirty six years. Yeah, but, yeah. But oh, no, yeah. you know, those things You're happen. You're there, and you know, I can't say anything because I did break her mug. Right. So. I feel bad about that. Well, you're wearing the sweatshirt, so you're you're back in business. So, I am, at least but we definitely need to get some of those because that was actually really good. You had it was that, nice. It was black inside and mm-hmm. white on the outside with the logo. That was pretty cool, actually. It so. was nice. Yeah, and you drank out of a lot. Yeah, I did. It, it was, was a lot. It was a bigger coffee mug too, and that's yeah. what I liked it because, you know, if I'm gonna drink coffee, I want to drink coffee. I don't want like a you know a shot of coffee. See, I like drinking out of the uh, really dainty teacups when yeah. I drink coffee. Well, I've noticed when you drink coffee, too, you have your pinky sticking out. You know, SpongeBob yeah. said, when in doubt, pinky out. So that's exactly. the way Craig drinks his coffee. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I want to say just a real quick shout-out, too. Um, hey, Dustin, thanks so much 
for reaching out last week. I appreciate all of the great things you had to say about the com- uh, the podcast. Yeah, with uh, the yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're not going to give you guys the uh, gist of those texts, but he ended up putting out me and you and Clint and group texts, and um, all of a sudden it was Monday night, I think, uh, last and Monday it was night. Just like, bing, bing, yeah, and bing, all of a sudden it, um, he started popping up with the comments, and Clint sent this image and this meme that went, oh, no, he found us. Right? <laughs> Yeah, so that was funny. It was good. It's good to know that that he was listening. Exactly. I just knew it was a, a matter of time, time when when he heard all of what we were saying that we were going to get some some comments back. But I've had people say, "I know more about yoga pants than I've ever known in my life." Right. <laughs> um, they're running pants, but anyways, okay, we'll stick with that. So, anyways, other than that, you had a good week. Yeah, pretty good. Actually, yeah. not bad. And um, you know, the, just the temps are turning. And uh, I was know, out of the office a couple of days, so that was you know, that's always quiet. a good thing. Yeah, right. it's always nice. And yeah. uh, teasing, but no, we uh, you know, we're um, in winding down this series. We got two more weeks left into where the rubber meets the road, and um, it um, you know. This week we're going to talk about choices, two different paths that you can take, and one path leads to blessing, the other path is going to lead to destruction and cursing, and and then uh, we're going to look at um, the following week, kind of some warning signs that mm-hmm. we need to look at as we prepare for uh, where we need to prepare for in life and right. where God wants us to go and for when Jesus returns, and then we jump into... So this is Christmas. Exactly. We jump into, oh, hear the angels' voices, mm-hmm. and... Um, I, um, I'm looking forward to that. And so we got four weeks of that. And I hope, um, hope it does exactly what I'm hoping that it will do. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm already kind of gearing up for the next series in January. I've been uh, trying to put some things down on paper. And, right. um, that's really hard when you're not even through Christmas. And you're trying to think right. beyond. Right. So, uh, I'd like to get that kind of geared up this week. And so we can start looking at, you know, you can start working on graphics working on and graphic. uh, all that good junk that goes with it. So we're not doing one Clint Eastwood, good, bad, and the ugly. Well, we could actually do that. I, I do like that. I anything that has to be holy, right? I think so. That's what I yeah. thought too. But, um, but yeah, so should be good. We we've got uh, a lot of good things coming up. I, yesterday was pretty good day, I thought, and um, it was cold. It was chilly. It was uh, dreary. It was snowy. Yep. And uh, we still had what around two eighty or so that were here. Um, yeah. And then we had um, a good worship. I thought people sang great. It was. Yesterday. It was. Yeah, I thought it was great. Was, yeah, I thought it was great. Was great. Um, how about that second service yesterday? They, they were, were responsive on it. and um, on it, and so that was really that was really good. And um, I know we got some good things coming up for the um, night of worship. Mm-hmm. Looking so forward to that. Um, that is December the fifth. Mm-hmm. That's going to be all Christmas stuff. We're going to do some contemporary Christmas songs. We're going to do some more traditional Christmas songs. We're going to have some time of scripture, and it's just going to be a good time for us to get together and that'll be good and worship together and just that'll give God really praise for good. the gift of His Son. Yep. Um, during second service yesterday, yep. Um, the club two fifty two kids children, um, they packed two hundred shoe boxes for wow. Operation Christmas Child. Awesome! Child. Clap, clap, clap! Yep. Applaud! So right? that was good. That's a great thing. Um, we've got uh, Young at Heart mm-hmm. this coming Saturday, the twentieth. So if you are fifty five and older and would like to attend that, you can email rccyah at gmail dot com. Or you can talk to Glenn and Lisa Smith, and that is going to be a mystery dinner. 
up for grabs. It's up for grabs. That's awesome. That's it's going to be good. That'll be good. I can promise you yeah. that. I know what you're going to be having. So That'll be really good. Also, um, uh, I think it's this coming Sunday. If you guys are here and you're listening, uh, we are going to have um, invite cards that you can uh, take to work with you, give to your neighbors, maybe a family member with information about some of the things that are coming up in December here at RCC. And if you want to take those and hand those out, they're just a, basically has the Christmas sermon series graphic on it, has the night of worship and other information about prayer night and things like that and I think Christmas Eve and all that good stuff. So grab one of those or two of those and give them to somebody and invite them to come during the month of December. I think that would be yep. awesome to to do. So yep, it's gonna be good. So yeah, so yesterday was a um, pretty good day and it was a good day. We uh, talked about some. Uh, I know um, you know some of the things are kind of tough when we talk about it, but we were talking about warnings um, or signs that Jesus' return is pretty near and mm-hmm. very evident. And, um, and I thought that, um, you know, it's always kind of a, um, a, how how do you say this? It's one of those things where you really do need to be ready for it. But a lot of people don't like to talk about it because it kind of puts a, it's kind of finality. Right. It's like, oh my goodness, now what do I do? But I, as a Christian and as a follower of Christ, that's the day that I'm looking for. You remember when you were getting ready to get out of school uh, for the year or you get ready to go on vacation, you had that that just that hyped up anxiety and mm-hmm. it wasn't excitement is what right, it was right. about. I'm going to do this. That's, that's the way I feel about Jesus Christ returning. Mm-hmm. I have this hyped up excitement that guess what? I'm finally going to go home and right. be where I need to actually be. And, um, so that's the way I look at it, but a do lot you, of people don't see it that way. Do you think that some people don't see it that way because they're unsure? They're unsure of what that's going to look like for them. The way they live their life now, I don't. I'm just asking. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I would say that that's probably one of the reasons they're not quite. You know, literally, I have talked to people who've gone to church for years, and they've told me, "I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell." Right. How do you not know? Right. Literally, how do you not right. know that you're going to go to heaven or you're going to go to hell for that? If you're in the unknown, then there's something not mm-hmm. right there. Um, I think sometimes people aren't real excited about it because. They they love their life. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think sometimes we, we put too much of an earthly mindset on it. Exactly. And we have to remove our our earthly feelings, our earthly thoughts, and and think of it from a heavenly, think of it from a biblical standpoint. Well, 100% because, um, you know, I've had people tell me, these are Christians. Mm-hmm. Heaven yeah. sounds boring. Like... Our life is not boring. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, think about right. it. I mean, um, you know, I've had people um, tell me that um, they're not ready to go because they want to retire first. They want to go travel the country. They want to go to the Grand Canyon. They want to get through Christmas. I'm, like, I'm just like, these are all like very insignificant things compared, compared to, to what heaven, God, right? you know, it says, no, what, what's Paul saying? No, I know. No, I has seen, no, ear has heard, heard yeah. what heaven's going to be yeah. like. I mean, we have, we read what the Bible says about heaven, but we have no idea really mm-hmm. what it's going to be like. It's like, take whatever your best experience in life is and times it by three billion. Right. Maybe we've got somewhat of a picture of what heaven might be yeah. like. I don't know. And that's what I'm excited about. I know it's going to be amazing. I know that, you know, I, I really don't think we're going to be worried about any of the things that we're worried about here on earth. Right. I don't even think we're going to be worried about the things that we think we're going to be worried about when we get there. Like, I don't know that I'm going to be worried about seeing you. Right. You know, my focus is going to be worshiping God. 
you know, as I read the Bible, as I read Revelation, you know, I think that, you know, we're going to be worshiping God. We're going to be joining, you know, with with the creatures that, that is mentioned in Revelation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be, you know, just giving God praise. I think we're going to be singing new songs to him. And and I, I look forward to that. I'm excited about right. that. Yeah, I am too. And um I um read a scripture yesterday, it's first Thessalonians four sixteen. It says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a, the loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Mm-hmm. And that imagery is just something that I think is like uh it's hard to even imagine what that's going to look like. Right. But that's that right there, that's the final blow. That's mm-hmm. the final blow that, guess what, Satan, you are the all-time loser. Jesus is the owner of everything. He, This is the final blow that I have taken the curse of death off. These people really aren't dead. They are alive. And um, so I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. I have no idea what that's going to look like. I mean – it's going to be amazing. The graves are going to open up. Mm-hmm. The sea's going to give up its dead. People who've been lost and nobody's found them in the mountains, boom, they're going to they're going to be called up to meet mm-hmm. meet God. I mean, that is a fabulous picture. And then on the next verse, verse 17, he says, "After that, we who are still alive are going to be in our left are going to be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever." Now I have a difficult time flying and with heights, but I'm going to trust God that he's got that under control as I'm going up into the air if I'm alive. I think you'll be okay then. <laughs> I think I'm going to be all right, yeah. right? <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, at that moment, that's what's sobering about this is you you best have your ducks in a row. Like it's not right. something that, right. you know, we don't know when that is. We don't know when we may take our last breath. Exactly. It could happen in an instant. And so, you know, we just can't live half hour, half at, haphazardly there we go i can't get that word out i got a a recola in my mouth too that doesn't help right um but haphazardly and just kind of going through life and thinking well i'll get my relationship with god better on down the road exactly you know yeah i i believe in god i'm i'm a christian you know but i'm gonna live you know this way for now and and i'll change a little bit later on you know we have to live every single day Following God's commands, living in the light of the Holy Spirit, exactly, and and allowing God to guide our lives. That doesn't mean we can't have fun. You, you and I have talked about that before. As exactly. Men, as men, that doesn't mean we can't be men. Exactly. 100%. You know, God doesn't want us to hand in our man card and say, Brandon, you can't hunt anymore. Brandon, you have to wear your yoga pants every day. Brandon, I think the angels are already saying, Hey, God, I think Brandon handed in his man card. <laughs> He's got those yoga pants that he loves. Uh, but but how, but how true is that? I, I think that. That is something that I've talked to some men, and that's kind of been a reservation of, well, you know, I'm just going to have to frolic and and be, you know, have to mm-hmm. hand in my man card when yeah. I when I accept Jesus. No, you don't. No, God no. created us as men. We can still be men. You know that there may be some things that we have to to work on. Exactly. You know, as a man, whether it's a temper or whatever, but. Doesn't mean we have to. Well, the Bible tells us that God made them male and female. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, so whatever culture tells you today, and however many hundreds of genders that there are, no, there's male and female. That's right. the way God made them. So God has wired a man and a male a certain way, and exactly. God has wired a female a certain way. Culture now tries to retrain, brainwash, mm-hmm. enlighten, whatever yep. you want to do. But God has a certain way that you and me as a man is supposed to act and, and how we're supposed to roll and also a woman, a, woman a female, yeah. girl. Um, there, there are roles there. And mm-hmm. God has definite, 
definite ideas and um, order yep. for how we are supposed to do this. And when we step out of him and step out of his order, that's when, you know, you need to do that. And so you were talking a few minutes ago about, you know, you just can't do things hap- haphazardly. And I agree with that a hundred percent because one of the verses that I shared yesterday was Luke 21 verse 36, where it says, keep alert at all times. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, I picture that as like, this is like almost every moment of every day, be ready. Seven days a week. Yeah. Be ready. And yeah. pray that you might be strong enough to escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Hmm. And um here's the thing about the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's not wishful thinking. It is it's gonna happen. Right. Everything the Bible has said that is that is supposed to happen or was going to happen or has been prophesied up to this point has always come true. All the promises mm-hmm. of yeah. God are always rock solid. Yep. So I know without a shadow of a doubt. The second coming of Jesus Christ is coming. It so. is, yeah. You read the verse First uh, John two eighteen off the top yesterday. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. And then you had a quote by Eric. Is it Geiger? Geiger. Yeah, his name's cut off here for me, but I love that quote. Yeah, it was very good. It says, you are not an earthly person having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual person having an earthly experience. You are passing through, and the world is passing away. What a great reminder. This this is not our home. No. You know, this – and I love – Francis Chan has a a great little um, blip that he does talking about it with the rope. Right. And, and he, he has this huge long rope stretched across the stage and he's got a, a little piece of red tape on it. And, and he says, you know, everything before the red tape is, is prior to you, you know, and the red tape is your life. And then everything after the red tape is the rest of eternity. Wow. You know, and it just goes on, you know, compared to that red tape. That little tiny. That little tiny, you know, our life is just, it's just a blip. You know, right. the, the Bible says it's just, it's like a vapor. It's like a mist. You know, exactly. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And and so, yeah, I, I think that we can live in this life and we can have fun and we can enjoy, you know, earthly things. But that's not where our focus needs to be. Right. We have to stay focused on on God and his commands for us. And and we have to realize that this is not our home. Exactly. And that's and that's a hard thing for people to do because we get so entrenched in my me, my right. things. This right. is mine, this is my car, my house, my land. And um and I and I mentioned yesterday that um, you know, um Ephesians five twenty seven where it says he he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. And and I think I said that when Jesus returns. He's not coming back for an occasional girlfriend. Right. He's coming back for his bride. His bride. He's coming yeah. back for the very thing that he absolutely adores mm-hmm. and loves. And um, and honestly, he's not coming back for people who are nominal Christians. Right. Uh, he's not coming back for people who date the church and think, you know, I'm going to do church things and I'm going to do religious things. No, you you're 100 percent right. It is a, an intentional 100 percent buy into what God has done, and I'm going to live right. my life uh, for Him. And it's like I mentioned. I didn't go into detail about, you know, the the virgins mm-hmm. um, and the. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, and um, they had the wise ones had oil in their lamp. They're ready mm-hmm. at any given time for the for the master, yep. the bridegroom, to come back. And the other ones, um, you know, they didn't, didn't and they and then they asked the ones who were prepared, "Hey, can we have some of your oil?" And they said, "No, you're going to have to go get it yourself because we've got enough to last us." Exactly. And so the other ones went away to get it, and guess what? 
the bridegroom came. Exactly. And and the ones that were prepared were ready to go with him, and the ones that weren't were were left behind. Exactly. And and that's a sobering picture and a sober reality. And you know, and the thing that I that I have taken for where I feel like God is leading me is to make sure that people who are Christians know where they're at. Right. Because I, I feel like the, the days are going to get harder for us and you're, you're either going to do it or you're not. Right. There's not going to be the day where you can just play Christian anymore. You're, you're going to be tested mm-hmm. as you as a plain Christian. The rubber is going to meet the road for you because you're going to have to decide. Right. You right. cannot not decide anymore. Right. So you're either going to do it. Or you're not. There's not going to be that gray area mm-hmm. anymore. And honestly, that's what God's doing. That's mm-hmm. what that's what I see God doing right now. And yeah. that's why you know I think you know even when I stand up and talk about things, people get mad at me and they're not happy about it. It's I think God is shifting and God is working and basically uh, God is working on you even in your irritation mm-hmm. that you need to listen to where maybe God is taking you, not your feelings on the culture or what right. you feel politically or what you feel whatever i don't care what it is but what does god actually say about it right and when god says it and if it goes against the world you're either going to decide to go with the world or go with god right. i'm just going to go with god right and so you can get mad at me if you want you know i get mad at you sometimes when you talk about how much you hate the snow <laughs> well you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> it's about no, to get it's, darker <laughs> it's only uh November 15th. So. Yeah, you're like, it's got, this is going to be a long, brutal it's be winter. A long right? winter. It's going to be a long winter. I read a verse yesterday, and I love this verse. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 52. It says, it's going to happen in a moment, in a blink of an eye, when the last trumpet blows. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we also who are living will be transformed. And I love that imagery of just everything's going to change. Right. Everything. If everything that you think is right it's going to change because of what God did, right? And what Jesus has done for us on the cross. What about John MacArthur's quote? That was a good one. Wow, that's a good, one. and that's such a great. You know, it's it's one of those things that I think everyone has heard. You know, the story of Noah. Exactly. Just a, such a great correlation of, you know, that Old Testament account mm-hmm. and what's going to happen at the end times. Exactly. Yeah, he says, uh, on that day, people who mock God will mourn. People who doubted and didn't believe will be devastated. Just as in Noah's day, when people didn't believe, when the rains came and the flood waters rose, people knocked on the door of the ark to get in, but it was too late. I love this part. Get ready. Jesus is coming mm. soon. Yeah. And he is. Yep. Jesus is coming soon. Um, and, um, you know, Jesus lays it out. You know, I love, I love Jesus's prophecies in Matthew 24 and 5 mm-hmm. and Luke 21, I believe it is, because he really does give you, I mean, from his point of view, which is what we need to follow of what's going to happen. Right. And what's going to take place. And, um, and I love it that he says no one knows the date or the hour. Nobody, not even the angels, not even me. Only God knows yep. when God is going um, to do this, and um, and that's in Matthew chapter um, twenty, you know, four, because he even mentions Noah. Yes, you know, he yep. mentions Noah about you know people were not paying attention to the signs of the time, and they were eating and drinking and marrying and having parties and, and doing yeah. all this stuff, and uh, they weren't listening and they weren't seeing, even though this this was going on, and um, and I love that because Jesus is just straight out with us yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, and he he goes on there in later in that 
those verses, you know, two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And it's just a, just a reminder of always be ready. And that's like you and I could be in here, you know, when Jesus returns and I'll be taken and you're going to be left. And very possibly. You're going to be like, possibly. actually, it's going to be flip flop. It might bro. be flip flopped, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> exactly. If I'm the, holding my thermos of black rifle coffee, do I get to take that with me? Just a question. <laughs> asking, <laughs> asking for a friend. What's going to happen is you, you get to heaven and there'll be coffee as you're going in and there'll be all these grounded mugs that people will be drinking. Out of. <laughs> How did you guys get one of those? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I, um, you know, I think that, um, the world is and Satan is working extra hard on us. Right. And on people, especially right now in, can I say, since March of 2020. And the world changed in March of 2020. And, and, and I, and I know it's been hard and difficult to try to realize that. And I, and I fault that too, but it literally did change. And, and Titus chapter two, verses 11 through 13, I read this and I love this because it says, for the grace of God has appears that offers salvation to all people. And, and I love it. It's for everybody. Mm-hmm. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-centered, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait, and I love this part, for the blessed mm-hmm. hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. It's, um, you know, the grace of God and our salvation and what God has given to us by the his Holy Spirit, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live upright in these ungodly times. Yes. And, 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 and what an encouraging, you know, what an encouraging verse mm-hmm. for us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Cause it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you had it underlined too, but you know, while we wait for the blessed hope, you know, we, my heart breaks because as I see, I feel like I see the world crumbling around me. Right. And I see these people that are going through this life and they have no hope. Because they don't have God in their lives. Exactly. We have a hope that is is just unmatched. Exactly. You know, we have this blessed hope. We sang about that as we closed yesterday, mm-hmm. living hope. You know, exactly. Jesus Christ, our living hope. Exactly. Um, I, I like the um, the proverb you read, Proverbs fourteen twelve. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, mm-hmm. but its end is the way of death. Every time. And, and, and it's just just that reminder of we can't always find validity in the things around us. We can't always find validity in what people are saying. We have to constantly be going back to God's word, to Mm -hmm. constantly be going back to God's Mm -hmm. truth and, and discerning what's best for our lives through that. Exactly. And, um, and, and I, and I said this yesterday that, you know, our culture today, we, we have overvalued like intellectualism and science and scientific data and mm-hmm. education. And we're, we're so enlightened. We, ha- we are a generation that has more information, but I'm not sure if it's good information. Right. I'm not sure if it's truthful information, mm-hmm. but we've got a ton of information, but we think that we're the smartest and we're yep. the most enlightened on the planet. But, um, and I said this yesterday, I don't know if people get their feathers ruffled, but I believe, and I have believed this for probably the last 20 or 25 years is that most people who are overeducated and they think they're enlightened, they are actually, they've, 
they're unuseful. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can look at like even the nation's top, top doctor. This guy is totally unuseful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is so overeducated and he thinks he's so enlightened, but he is absolutely useless right now. I mean, nothing he says is right. And so he's, he's, he's actually educated himself out of his own usefulness. And, um, even Christians, uh, sometimes they get into that whole, uh, mindset and, and it's not good. We, and what happens is, is that, um, we strip God of all the power and all the glory because right. we're thinking about education and science and what this says and what that data says and what's that. But we, we're almost looking at the Bible like it doesn't apply mm-hmm. for us today in 2021. So, um, I think yesterday I said something like, you know, I, and I've actually heard Christians say this like recently, you know, God's word doesn't really mean that. God's word, when it talks about, you know, homosexuality or whatever else, mm-hmm. he doesn't really mean that because God is not going to send anybody to hell. God is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a good person and, you know, God's not going to send a good person to hell. Mm. You know, if I read the scripture correctly, there's going to be a lot of probably quote good people yeah. that are not in heaven. Yeah. I guess my question is what Bible are they reading? Exactly. And it's not, you know, I don't want anyone to go to hell. No, neither does God. Exactly. But if you read the Bible for what it is, you know, does that mean that God's God didn't mean it when he said that his, you know, his word is alive and active and and that, you know, it is it is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean? Exactly. And so, you know, I, I we have to read the Bible for for what it is. Exactly. And um, so you get into the uh, you know, you, you get into that mindset where, you know, you. As a as a follower of Jesus Christ, I am not going to give in to the world. I am not going to give in to what right. culture is telling right. me to do. It, it and sometimes you are going to be the only person in your family, maybe at church at times, right. maybe at your job in your neighborhood. You will be the only one. And and um, sometimes there's not you're not going to have that safety and numbers thing anymore like you used to way back in the day. It could just be you standing up for what God wants you to do. And, and and that's where I've been talking about, you know, you gotta have faith over fear. You've got to be bold. You gotta be courageous. You gotta be strong. You gotta stand right. in the power of God. And I read a scripture yesterday from Acts chapter 17 verses, I think it's six to eight. And I love this. It says, these men who caused trouble all over the world have now come here and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They're all defying Caesar's decrees. And Caesar is Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, yep. when, they would walk into a temple. The people would have to say, Caesar is Lord. Right. Okay, so that's the point. They're saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. And when they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Yeah. These people lost their minds because here's what happens. You're going against the narrative of the day. Right. And you know what? There could be followers of Christ in that saying, you know what? I'm just going to say Caesar is Lord mm-hmm. just to get through the day and just so I can be able to whatever, eat. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But then there are going to be those Christians here who say, I'm never going to say that Caesar is Lord because he's not Lord. There's only one Lord, right. and that is God. Yeah. And um, so these folks, these disciples were totally 100% sold out for God, and they were um, bold in the message of, of Jesus Christ. And um, And I think I also said yesterday, one of the most important things that you will ever do or prepare your family to do is to prepare them for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Exactly. You have to. Yep. And I know people get offended at that. It's not getting your kid into the best school. It's not making sure they got the best education. It's not making sure you're pushing sports or soccer or baseball right. or football or whatever else in on that. It's literally getting them prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ because 
What if you got a five-star athlete and they can do whatever and they make millions of dollars a year, but they end up going to hell? What mm-hmm. good was that? Right. Seriously, what good yeah. is that? I mean, like you said before, you're the riddle, the little red strip. Yeah. Little red piece of tape. That's you and me. There's a lot of eternity left after yeah. that. And as a parent, you know, I, I love my kids and I want my kids to, um, to like me. I want my kids to love me, but I, as a parent, I can't condone something if they are living in sin. Exactly. You know, and I, I've seen that with Christians where they've caved in to, you know, to their child's sin and right because they, they want their kids to like them. Well, at the end of the day, if, as long as my kid is pointed toward heaven, that's what matters. Exactly. And I, and I think that in doing so, my kids will see that, hey, I love them. Right. Um, but, but I've seen that so often where, there, there's been a kid who's living in sin, and the parent has caved into that and went mm-hmm. along with that and, mm-hmm. and accepted that. That's the right. word I'm looking for. He accepted it. Accepted it, right. And, and then that's when you see people try to change the Bible. Well, God you know, God really didn't mean that. Exactly. You know, God God still loves this. God still loves my child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. God mm-hmm. loves your child, but God's word still says your child is living in sin. Exactly. Or God still says you're living in sin. Exactly. Whatever that looks like. Exactly, 100%. Well, we uh, we talked about you know signs that Jesus was going to return, and I gave I went actually went through these quickly, and we'll go through them quickly here once again. But um, seven—that's a, a very biblical number. Is that is, why you right? did seven? I think so. Yeah. But I said first of all, there's lawless lawlessness, wars, and rumors of wars, and you know Jesus says in Matthew twenty four verses five through seven, you're going to hear of wars and threats and wars, and but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I gave a list of probably 10 or 12 countries and things that are in the middle of you know turmoil and right. war right now. And I think I mentioned both the presidents of Haiti and the nation of Chad have been assassinated just in this last year. And, um, you know, and... and Talked about the riots across the world and the marches that are taking place and even the things that are being chanted about former mm-hmm. Vice President Joe Biden and college football stadiums across um, this nation and all of those things. All of those things yep. are against the illegal restrictions and the bogus mandates and the word that, you know, you're going to be locked down again. I mean, right. Australia, they're going crazy right now because their leaders are off their rocker. Yep. I think ours are off their rocker. These Their guys are tenfold yep. Um, yep. off their rocker. And, um, but you, um, you know, this is a part of that. This is a part, this is like, this is not just some march in Chicago or, you know, Dallas or, you know, over in Arabia somewhere. This is global right now. And this is what Jesus is talking about. Right. It's going to be worldwide. And, um, and he also talks about lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And we talked, a, I talked a little bit about like even our government leaders. I mean, they're lawless right now. They yeah. condone lawlessness in, in there. And I read a scripture which is a very familiar, and I love this. It's Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. It says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, and who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying, you know what? You can't do that. Yeah. You just can't do it. Woe to you. It's going to be bad for you. And that's where we are. And then First uh, John 4, 3, again, the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming, is in the world, and it's already here. Mm-hmm. And pretty much said the spirit. Lawlessness is the spirit of the Antichrist right right now. Yeah. Uh, the next one was drought, famine, and plagues. This is a fun one, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Jesus uh, in Luke 21 says, 
verse 11 says there's going to be great earthquakes, there will be famines and plagues in many lands, and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. Mm. So you kind of see those things going hand in hand right? a little bit. And then what about Revelation 6? Mm-hmm. How about that verse? Mm-hmm. Is that a crazy one? Yeah. So I looked up. I saw a horse whose color was pale green, and the rider was death. His companion was the grave. Those two were given the authority over one-fourth of the earth. Now, this is crazy. Yep. To kill with a sword, famine, disease, and wild beasts, mm-hmm. wild animals. Yep. That is crazy. So yesterday I got into the uh, talking a little bit about, you know, we live in a state of biological complexity right now in this mm-hmm. country. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think we've ever faced what we're facing right now in this. And, um, you know, nobody's divi- denying COVID. You had COVID. Yep. We've known very many people have yep. COVID. You had it terribly bad. It was rough. Uh, it was very rough. And, um, you know, nobody's denying that. Um, but, you know, you can't be afraid of these things. No, no. It's like saying, I got to make sure that nobody breaks into my house. I can't go to sleep at night because a burglar is going to break mm-hmm. into my house. You can't live your life right. in, in fear, fear of something that may or may not happen. And even if it happens, it's never quite as bad as you think. Well, yours was a little bad. Mine, <laughs> mine was rough, but it still didn't matter because of that blessed hope. Exactly. You know, again, I don't know if my time is going to be later this afternoon or if I'm going to live till I'm 103. Leading worship still. That would oh, be awesome. Goodness. Um, but whenever that comes, it comes and God knows that day. I don't need to know that day because I'm not going to know that day. And like you said, I can't live in fear of that because if I live in fear of that, then that's going to hamper my witness for Christ. Exactly. And that's exactly, I just got this mental picture of you being 103 and leading worship. You're welcome. And you walk into church one day and you're like, Hey, have you guys heard this Chris Tomlin song? And they're like, that's like 75 years old. Right. Leave this on this like, Wickham song that I used to. This guy's so traditional, right? Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. But I, uh, without going into great detail, um, you know, I, I, I did talk about you know how um, right now our government is you know developing into a society where they're they're literally restricting the free movement uh, right. and the liberty of of the american people mm-hmm. and that's just wrong it's just not right in um, any way shape or form i don't care what party you are mm-hmm. with it is that's the craziest thing that i've ever seen I, I don't care if you're a democrat republican independent tea party person i don't care mm-hmm. you should be appalled yep. that they're trying to limit your freedom and what you do because if you give them that they're going to take yep. other things along with us and um and their whole message around COVID is not right. Right. It's just not right. Right. It's just not good. And um, so they're always telling me, trust the science. Yeah. Trust the science. But I, and I said yesterday, me personally, I'm 100% a government or an administration that tells me to trust the science that believes that a man can be a woman or a woman can yep. be a man. Yep. Or that a man can have a baby. Yeah. Or that the baby in its mother's womb is not a baby. I think exactly. I said that's like kindergarten, um, first grade stuff right yeah. there. You know that. It's just yeah. that's one oh one science. Yeah, right don't there. don't say trust the science on this, but not on this. Exactly. On the most basic things. Exactly. And and I made the point, and I hope I made the point that as you as a Christian or we as a church goes, so the so does the mm-hmm. nation. And so what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to weaken your resolve and right. weaken your endurance and weaken you. Because if he weakens you, then he's weakened the church. It's a weak link in the chain. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're going to be able to do that. But the more times that you can endure, the tougher you're going to get on right. that. So it's very, it's, it's a very, uh, how you put this? It's a very, um, 
high level subject right now. Right. People have vast opinions, but I have my opinion on it. But I'm just telling you, I, I got to go to I got to go to God. Yeah, got to exactly. go to God every time. Yep. And it basically, this is what God is telling me, Craig. You need to have faith over fear. Yep. Exactly. No matter what. Yep. Faith over fear, and just keep going forward mm-hmm. and keep doing what you're doing. Number three, earthquakes and other disasters. Jesus again says there's going to be great earthquakes and then there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. Um, and I talked a little bit about how God has used earthquakes throughout mm-hmm. yep. time and, and all that. So move forward. Number four is the gospel will be preached worldwide. And this is one that's always kind of right. been amazing to me. Yeah. And, um, and I love this because in Matthew 24, Jesus says the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Yeah. And we're getting close. We're getting close. And I gave the uh, International Missions Organization, and they put it under the heading of the task of finish the task. And they said there's literally 144 groups right now that they have Mm -hmm. determined that have not heard the gospel message. And and I think that they said by the year 2033, those groups will actually hear it, but they'll have actually evangelical churches in those areas. So that's 12 years from now. Yeah. That's not a long time. Yeah. Twelve years from now, you know, that puts me at, well, you know, a little older than you. Just a little older than me. Yeah. Twelve years from now, you'll only be 48. I'll be close to 50, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be <laughs> heading on the other end of it. Right? Allie and I will, will have been married for 24 years. Really? Yeah. Twelve years from now. Twelve years from now. That means that I No, 25 years. Really? Don't make me do math. Come on. Yeah. That means Anita and I will be married uh, 49. Exactly. How crazy is that? Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that's, you know, just something to, you know, to be aware of, of, of that prophecy of saying that everyone will hear the news. And, you know, I know that there are organizations as well that are working on getting Bibles in languages for people who haven't heard the message before. And, exactly. And that could be part of that um, that statistic and that study that you're talking about there as well. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I know that's definitely eye-opening. And then we have number five of falling away in a great deception, and that's the falling away of those who claim to know Jesus Christ. Um says the First uh, Timothy 4, 1 and 2 says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a, with a hot iron. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the culture is doing right now. It's yeah, I think we're seeing that. People. Yeah, I think we're seeing that already. I've seen that falling away. But I also am excited because I think we're also seeing people coming exactly to God. Exactly. And um, I, I won't go read the whole thing, but Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5, where, you know, Paul tells Timothy, you know, perilous days are going to come, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes through all these things that people will, you know, be lovers of themselves, yeah. Yeah. be selfish, brutal, you know, all that stuff. And but the last part of that verse is the thing that gets me because he's I believe he's talking to you and I and yeah. talking to the church where he says um, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Yeah. Have nothing to do with such people. Mm-hmm. He lumps that in with the other things. Right, right. That's brutal, right yep. there. And what about our good friend Vadi? Vadi, Vadi Bakum. He, lo- I love him. He's great. 
I don't. I would read it, but I don't have it. You don't. Sorry, no. How did you not get you, that? You were looking at. It's blank on my. Just the way it comes up on my phone. I should have run you a copy. Well, oh, here's yeah. what Vadi said. He says today we said in the middle of two great revivals. First, mm-hmm. there is the revival of righteousness, where people are now coming to the Lord. The church is being revived, and the kingdom is advancing. Second, he says I believe that we are seeing a revival of iniquity, which is gross and immoral behavior. As I read the scriptures, both of these revivals grow together until Jesus Christ returns. Yep. And I I, mm-hmm. I I agree with that, and um, I didn't go into detail, but I mentioned the parable of the wheat and the tares. Yeah, both of those grow at the same yep. exact time, yep. and and I think I said something like both our days are getting better and getting worse. Right. They're getting lighter and they're getting darker all at the same time. Yeah, and then I read um, or said number six is persecution of Christians. Yeah, and you read Matthew uh, twenty four nine through eleven. It says. You will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. Ouch. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. And I, again, I think that's something that's taking place exactly. already. You know, there are, I don't know, there are certain music groups that I don't really care to do some of their music because mm-hmm. of the ministers that they're associated with right um because i don't feel that they are biblically accurate i think they're weak i think they're right. watered down because right. they're they're wanting to to gain popularity right. and wanting to gain a crowd more than they're more more than they're concerned about preaching the truth exactly you know, and, and because it's it's tough to preach the truth and you know make people happy <laughs> I don't know what other way to say that. Well, you're right. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. And when Jesus, I mean, yesterday, I think I paused here where you're going to be arrested, persecuted, and killed. Yeah. There's nothing fun about that. Yeah. I don't find anything happy about being arrested, persecuted, right. and being killed. Um, I'd just rather go ahead and get killed. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really want to go through persecution. But mm-hmm. if I, and we talked about this, what? Month ago, mm-hmm. you choose persecution. Yeah. This is not just going through a bad time. You're actually right. going to choose to be persecuted because I follow God in His Word. Mm-hmm. No matter what you say or matter what you tell me to do, I'm standing on God right. in His Word. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah, and you're already seeing that now with you know with people's opinions on homosexuality, same sex marriage, exactly. you know, transgender, all of that, um, abortion. You know, yeah. you're seeing that, and and it may there may not be. Physical persecution right now with that, but there's definitely right. verbal persecution exactly. of you're so insensitive, you're blah, 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 you know, God wouldn't do that, God, you know. Exactly. Again, what Bible are you reading? And Exactly. And that's where we, we do have to stand our ground because, yep. you know, God's word is very clear. Exactly. And, you know, all those topics like abortion and homosexuality or anything that are hot-button topics, in 1984, when I went into the ministry as a youth minister, you know, everybody knew homosexuality was wrong. Everybody knew abortion wasn't right. You know, you had to be really some kind of wild-eyed liberal to Mm -hmm. actually believe in abortion and homosexuality. But, man, I can't remember the statistic I read. Like, um, um, what was it? Um, I want to get this right. Like... 28%, 28%, this is all, this is like global now. Okay. okay. Global, like 28% that say that they're Christians or followers of God believe that abortion and homosexuality is right. Mm. That's a huge number. Yeah, it is. That's a huge number. It's almost 30%. Yeah. That's three out of every 10. Right. That's a lot. Wow. Think about that. I had not heard that. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's global though. But, I have not heard that, but I don't think it surprises me. Yeah, 
I was a little shocked by it, but yeah. I'll be honest with you. I was thinking 15. Yeah. If yeah. that, yeah. You know, 15 out of a hundred or whatever, right you now, but 30 out of a hundred. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who claim to be Christians that apparently either aren't reading their Bible, which might be my guess. Correct. Um, or they're being led astray by, by others. Exactly. I mentioned that yesterday too. You know, you got to be careful who you're listening to and right. Who, right. who you're talking to. Right. Um, you know, we talked about persecution and Christians dying and martyrs and all that. One of the verses that I brought up was, you know, the martyrs who've been martyred for their faith in Jesus, um, or God, they, they stand around the throne of God and in Revelation 6.10 it says, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they've done to us? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. Number seven, final, is that the Jews are returning to Israel. And, yep. you know, I think I said yesterday, this is not political. This is total Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. This is 100% mm-hmm. Bible prophecy. And, you know, Ezekiel, which you preached about yep. Yep. a few uh, weeks ago, yep. which was perfect uh, timing, you know, in Ezekiel eleven seventeen, it says, The Lord God says, I'm going to gather you from the peoples and assemble you from the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. Yeah. And um, I think I said something like yesterday, you know, one of the most um, important dates on the face of the planet other than the birth of Christ and Jesus walking out of the tomb mm-hmm. is that nation, the nation of Israel was declared in 1948. Yep. And that is huge. That's humongous Bible prophecy right. of what's um, to take place. And um, But that whole thing with Ezekiel, with the prophecy of this, is phenomenal. We could actually probably do a... Ten weeks. Or oh yeah, no. That Ezekiel thirty-seven could be a multiple series, a multiple week series. Yeah, I should let you do that multiple. No, I think I'm good. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, let's let's go back. We did this last week, and let's just go ahead and uh, we talked about this last week a little bit, and I think um, a couple weeks ago too. But um, you know, um, you know, Ezekiel. He, he prophesied during a time which wasn't good. Right. I mean, the temple's down, the city's been decimated, yep. everything's gone. Right. It just looks absolutely, utterly hopeless right now. And God says to Ezekiel, you know, do you see these dry, valley of, of dry bones and I'm going to restore them? I'm going to bring my people mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Now, if you're standing there and you're, and I, and I see that, you know, he's probably looking literally at some valley of dry bones. Right. You're like, okay, there's no way. And that's what I said when I when I preached about There's this. No I way. said, you know, I'm glad that Ezekiel was a whole lot smarter and probably more holy than I am because if God would have asked me that question, I would have been like, God, do you do you see these bones? There's no way that they can live again. But Ezekiel knew who he was talking to. Exactly. You know, and and I hope that if I was in that situation, I would know who I was talking right. to too. But but Ezekiel knew that he was talking right. to the Almighty God. Exactly. That had the power yep. to if. No one else could, but God could bring those bones back to life. Exactly. You know, it's funny is that yesterday I was listening to somebody talk about this, and um, it was like a three-minute clip, okay. and um, they were talking about the Valley of Dry Bones, and this person likened the Valley of Dry Bones to a very weak potato chip, where okay. it's just you – they're. They're just going to break. They're brittle. They're yeah. brittle, and they're going to. And he actually had uh, potato chips up there, and he just was breaking them as as he was doing it. Mm. And I thought that was a good illustration because I we had, you talked about it. I briefly landed on it yes, right. yesterday, and then I heard that again. I thought that was really really good because um, it got the point that there's nothing here. It's just all broken and decimated. Right. But God's like, nope, yep. nope. 
I'm going to restore you. Again, nothing's impossible. Right. I will restore with, you. With God. Yeah, and you, you closed there. The very last verse that you, you read was 1 Peter 4, 7. You said, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. And right. I think that's something as Christ followers that we cannot forget. We have to be praying that God's will would be done, that God would use us to further his kingdom. Exactly. And, and to to preach the truth. Um, and just that, that, that idea, you know, Jesus said the exact same, same, had the same wording of, you know, it's coming soon. You know, when's Jesus returning? Right. Soon. Soon. What does soon look like? I don't know, but God knows, and it's going to be exactly. soon, and that's why we have to be prepared. Exactly. You know, because we don't know. It's, it, being prepared is, you're prepared. You're, right. you're, you're, you're thinking about it all the time. Yep. It's a part of who you are. And it's, there's an excitement with that. It's not like, oh, I hope God doesn't return today. Right. Why not? Yep. Why wouldn't you? Well, Thanksgiving with my family or Christmas with the family or whatever is coming right. your way. No, I mean, let's, let's get prepared. Let's, let's be ready to do this when, um, when Jesus is going to return. It's going to be the greatest day in your entire life. I don't care how, whatever the greatest day in your life is, you have no idea what that's going right. to be like until, Unless you're not ready to meet him. Right. And then it's going to be the worst day. That, exactly. And then you've got a whole lot of other stuff to face after that. So good yep. stuff. And it's always a good reminder. And It is good. Right? Yes, it is. Not always easy to hear, but it's good. No, it's definitely not uh, easy to, to hear. And um, it's not easy to hear for me because mm-hmm. um, people think, well, you get up there and do it. You, you, you've got all your ducks in a row. You're, you know. Sometimes I don't. I know. I, well, you're right. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I, 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 you know, you, I have to be intentional. Right. If and, and I'm not intentional, yeah, you said then that's I'm, been one of your big words for years. That's been one of my most important words for years too. Yeah. Of it, whether it's me as a father, whether it's me as a husband, whether it's me as God's child, right, and a Christian, I've got to be intentional. And exactly. that's just the way we we have to live our lives with intentionality. We just can't be exactly. blown by the wind, whichever way it blows. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Well, here we are, mid-November. We've got Thanksgiving in a week and... A week? A little what, over 10 a week. days? Yeah. 10 days, Thanksgiving, and that'll be fun. I'm going to smoke a turkey again. That'll be fun. Yeah, that'll my kids good. requested it. They were like, we want Dad to fix his turkey again. So that makes you feel good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. So that'll be good. And uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about choices. choices. Yeah. Uh, what path are you going to choose to follow and, um, and I, you know, it's, it sounds basic, but it's not, it's right. You de- definitely have to choose. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm looking forward to that and yeah. see how many people will come and, yeah, um, exactly. you know, get here and what the weather is going to be like. I heard 63 on Wednesday, so that's good, Ugh. but 25 mile an hour winds. So there's that. Ugh. For sure. My goodness. Right. We have Sunday is the, we call it thankful, right? Yes. And that is going to be Sunday from 2 to 4? I believe so. It's the Thanksgiving meal outreach. Yep. And um, if you are in need of a meal, you know someone that's in need of a meal for this Thanksgiving, that that will bless them. They can head on over to our website, richwood.church. They can click on the link there on the homepage, or if they go to richwood.church forward slash outreach, the, that's where the sign-up officially is right there. So Perfect. they can sign up for that. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's going to be a great, great opportunity just to yep. – Hopefully, just provide for people um, the way that they need it right now. And, exactly. And in doing that, you know, our prayer is that it will provide for them spiritually too. Yeah. 
uh, on that that's a good thing and i and like he said if you know somebody who who needs um thanksgiving meal please contact us if, if they don't have a way to do that yep. get you know get them in contact with us or give us the information and we'd love to be able to help them out mm-hmm. and do that yep. with them and for them so Sure. Give them a blessing from God, right? Exactly. So anything else? I can't think of anything. I think, I think we've, we've hit everything. Much covered it all. Yeah, We're, I think we've um, hit everything. I mean, we got one thing we haven't talked about. It's coming up in, what, about a month and a week, uh, Christmas Eve service. Oh, yeah. Christmas Eve service coming and three and five we're o'clock. Gonna do, yep, we're going to go a little different this year. I know. I know Christmas Eve is a it's a big uh, night for families to get together. I know. I remember we used to go to Christmas Eve service when I was growing up, and then our entire family we we didn't all go to the same church, but we would go to our church's right. Christmas Eve service. And then we would all meet back at my grandparents' house, right. and they would have like fried oysters and all kinds of stuff. And yeah, that was a big thing for them. I it's, it's okay, um, but. You know, I, I know that that's important. So I, I think that it's going to be good. We're, we're doing it at three o'clock in the in the evening, in the afternoon, and then at five. And so that'll be fun. People a chance to come and to worship and celebrate, and then promise to keep it right about an hour or just a little bit less. We're yep. going to have candlelight and all that good stuff to to take part. And um, you know, um, you know, part of my Christmas Eve tradition is to have possum hors d'oeuvres. Awesome, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're great. Honey dipped. Honey, Honey dipped, dipped possum, possum hors d'oeuvres. So if you ever want the recipe, just let me know. And, and if you know it. Craig, you know he's joking right now completely. I think. No, not really. I mean, I, it's perfect I, stuff. Maybe he's not. Tastes like chicken a little bit. Uh, we'll leave it at that. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm looking forward to that. That is, and I've said this, I, we were actually talking about this this past Thursday night for worship practice, but Christmas Eve is probably my favorite service that we do across the board throughout the year. My favorite service. I, I don't know if it's because people are happy. They're jolly. They're excited. Yeah, they, people pretty much out. are happy, and um, yeah, that's perfect. And that's what. And I told him, I said, I get a different seat for it, mm-hmm. you know, because and, and you do too when you're you're up there. Mm-hmm. But you know, being able to look out and to see the joy on people's faces, to right. see families together worshiping together, to you know, just to feel the excitement. But exactly, you know, it, it is a different view right. from up there where we're at. Yeah. Just to be able to see that, and, it is. And I don't know. I just sometimes I feel super blessed to be able to witness it from that side. Right. Exactly. So, so hey, mark it down on your calendar. Three o'clock or December five o'clock on Christmas Eve, twenty yep. fourth. Yeah, that's all I've got. Me too. You got anything else? Mm-mm. I'm drink me some more coffee. Well, it's cold in this room. It is chilly in this room. I'm chilly now. I wasn't earlier. So when I got into the office this morning, I had um, thought I cranked down the heat yesterday. I think I, I cranked it the wrong way. I thought you cranked it down too. So when I left yesterday, I didn't touch it. Yeah, and I walked in the room and it was like a sauna. It's like my couch had disintegrated and the desk melted. It was hot. Oh, I thought you just got rid of the couch. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hot was in there, warm. I could hardly take it. It was like, but yeah, we. I think we got it regulated now. So yeah, so we'll probably go in there and now. We'll be cold in there. We'll be freezing. Yeah, this will be the warm room. Exactly. Oh, I hope not. Ugh. Well, hey, we uh, thank you for joining us today and this week. We hope uh, this was episode 30. Was it episode really? Episode 30. Congratulations. For Congratulations to you for Should putting up with me. But anyway, we'll, well you know, it's, I apologize <laughs> still for that out of my control. Um, but yeah, no, episode 30. And we hope that you will join us again next week for episode 31. And we hope that you have a great week. No matter what the weather brings, Craig, I hope you have a great week. I will. Okay, good. Choose joy. I will. Hey, have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye.